War II, an elite U.S. commando team was placed in cryogenic suspension as an emergency contingency plan. The horrific release of Agent Cunning and an unsuspecting population prompted their revival. These four MMO experts, modified by super science, have dedicated themselves to providing insightful, humorous commentary in the hopes of preventing future catastrophes of the Age of Conan Magnetic. If you're playing or making a crappy MMO, and if you can find them on iTunes, you can listen to the M Team. Listen to those channels. Episode 78 is February 5th, 2009. Jason's turned into a witch. We're going to get to hear about his adventures in Wizard 101. I'm Harry Potter! You'll get to hear Mark and Noah's continuing trials and tribulations in Warhammer Online. And then after that, we've got emails from our gentle listeners. And ungentle listeners as well. And you're going to get to hear about Lotro, Darkfall, and finally another another listener who actually plays Warhammer. <laughs> That's kind of nice. <laughs> then we've got some twig, and expectedly we're going to be talking about the end of games and the the emaciation of games, whether it's Hellgate or Warhammer and other stuff. The end times. And of yeah. course, there's lots of... That provides lots of meaty material for the Blogosteria. Blog! Ooh! Steria! The wine heard around the world. Yeah, it gets kind of nasty. It should be an interesting blogosteria for this episode. We hope you guys like it. We like it. Yeah, we always do. We revel in the pain. Yeah. Bathe in his blood. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should start with the mundane stuff for what we've been playing. We should talk about the things that people have heard us talk about before so that our listeners will be on the edge of their seats to find out when the bomb drops. Jason's in-depth analysis, emotional tales, and potentially battle scars of Wizard 101. I'm Harry Potter! So Mark and I, on Monday... We played Warhammer without Jason. Yep. Not, Which was much like... Momo. Yeah, it was good. But there was one of these really crappy public quests. There actually were some people that showed up to play it through. That was cool. I think the the quote of the evening, we were just playing along and Mark's Mark and I were just doing quests because we finally found where the next set of scenarios were by moving yeah, on right. to the next map. Basically, played a couple of them. I think... Frankly, they're kind of lame. And it comes from my f- experience with FPS games. I like Boom! King of the Hill. Mm-hmm. I usually don't like Capture the Flag, and uh, all three scenarios are Capture the Flag and Carry the Flag Around. Some kind of variation on yeah. the Capture the Flag theme. And I was hoping that they would at least have one, maybe, that was King of the Hill. Like, the first, I guess the first three were yeah. King of the Hill style. 
But instead, they just have jumped to the next thematic setup and not really digging it. And we're back at the bottom of the totem pole again, of course. So yeah. getting smited by level 21s. Pretty fun. But anyways, Mark and I were also just trying to turn in quests, go through quests. I'm like, God, is there... Every time I thought I'd be done with all the quests and trace. Oh, change. Then like four or yeah. five more would pop up as I was trying. I'm like, damn it, because I'd tell Mark, I'm like, I'm done, I'm done. I'm like, damn it, there's like four more quests. <laughs> and there's just all this walking everywhere. And both Mark and I are like, oh gosh, we can't wait to have something to ride or yeah. travel around because the walking gets really tiresome in these later quests. Level 20. Even a broomstick would have been good. Yeah. <laughs> but the telling part was, I think the funniest part, my favorite part, was we're just going through all this grind stuff. Mark and I aren't even really playing together. We're just on the server at the same time. Yeah. Crisscrossing Trace, not really passing each other. Mark's like, I can't believe that you and Jason are out-leveling me. <laughs> <laughs> All horrified and sad. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, when I log on and play, I don't play all that often. I just, you know, I'll do different things every time I play. So I'm not necessarily concentrating on... Leveling just happens. Leveling or anything like that. And, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll sometimes I'll just log on and I'll strictly do open RVR. Yeah. Um... Other instances, I, I won't even try to level at all. I'll, I, I won't do a quest or anything. I'll just try to do tome unlocks. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. Which are pretty fun. Definitely. Yeah, I actually I got the uh, the one where you click yourself while you're naked uh, so many times, and so now I have, like, the, the egomaniac title. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. Anyway, I'd have to go back to get that one. Yeah, it's kind of funny. And then there's like there's another one if you click an NPC like a certain amount of times you get like like a flirt title or something like that. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's it's pretty hysterical. Cool. Well, Mark, have you played? Did you play anything else? Did you have time to play anything else besides that? No, that was it. Uh, yeah, I'm still on the no wow till I get the site finished. That's right, bitch. The- so I did work, some, Steve. <laughs> I mean, I did a little <laughs> bit of work on that, and then trying to get those some other stuff together. Oh yeah, old site and yeah, just yeah, just one of those weeks. So that was my only gaming experience. I feel so lame with Warhammer, but yeah, what are you gonna do? I don't feel lame when I play Warhammer. Taking yeah, what they're given because you're you're working for a living or some Wii, <laughs> you know some some Xbox at least system. something you're, you're not projecting that people playing Warhammer <laughs> no I'm, I'm just, just saying a, it's oh, not enough I got one night of Warhammer sweet goodness and that was it I didn't get uh, to play anything else yeah, this that week can't be a bummer or last week or weekend or whenever yeah, I've been checking through Mirror's Edge that's been my other my well, only other good. game experience and I'm still I'm. I think it I'm, looks so cool, but I'm afraid that I'll get all motion sick when I play that game for some reason. I'll have to bring it over. Yeah, we'll bring a bucket. I'm actually up to level. <laughs> <laughs> it's a barf bucket. I'm up to level. I mean, it looks it looks really cool, oh, yeah. but man, I just I, I don't know. It just about it. I hadn't played it for like several weeks. It looks like because you're running all over the place and all the the different scene. This how the scenes are set up. It's just visual perspective. The point. Man, I yeah. I have a I have a distinct fear of heights. Me too. My, you know, oh, yeah. personally, I do. I, I hate heights. I, I'm a, if I'm up on a skyscraper. Yeah. All right. Well, oh, it was. Or a high I, I had like a real bad case of it when I, I was in Florida, and we went, we climbed up to the top of this tall, tall lighthouse somewhere off the coast in Florida, 
and I about just freaked out. I was like, "All right, I just need to go back yeah, down there's now." There's nothing around a lighthouse that's that keeps the perspective. It's just like you're on this little tall spire, <laughs> yeah, and there's just ground below you. <laughs> and yeah, if you play Mirror's Edge and you fall off a building, and if you're somebody that doesn't like that, it it can really like it really sometimes gives me chills. But I've gotten my, my yeah. See, I don't have a problem hurling my my war tune off high cliffs or whatever. I don't mind that so much. That I, bugs me actually. It really no, that doesn't bother me so much, but. Mirror's Edge looks so realistic. realistic to me that I'm just afraid I'll freak out and just not be able to play it because it seems like it's, it's so... Too realistic. Yeah, it's too intense for me. I don't know yeah. what the deal is with that. Well, especially when you're being chased and you're just trying to... Yeah, survive, yeah. And then you miss a jump. It's like, ah, you're already stressed out. Yeah. I've gotten through, I think, seven levels of nine, and I still haven't shot anybody. Really? It's all hand-to-hand, and I'm disarming people, and you can get an You get an achievement for that, I think, if you go through the entire game yeah. without Apparently killing anybody. It's really hard in the, the next set of stuff, so we'll see how I fare. Fingers crossed. Hmm. So, Jason, now time for your epic magical journey. Well, before I get to that, I will say that I did play a little Warhammer before that over the, over the weekend. A really small hammer? Yeah, it was a little a little Warhammer. It was so just a like a little triangle. Was you yeah. triangle instead of <laughs> Yeah, like one of those doctor's hammers, maybe. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like the Maxwell's silver hammer. I also played some more rock band too and what else did I play? Played a little Team Fortress. Oh wow. Two from Orange Bucks. What class? I played a a scout. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, not very good at it yet. Um, don't quite know how to play. I'm just learning, I guess. Uh, so, I can't say that I love or hate it. It's just one of those things where I don't know what I'm doing yet. So Yeah, I never... I liked the loved the look of it. Couldn't wait to play it. Played it and was like, yeah, just didn't, didn't connect with Same me. Here. <laughs> yeah. I had a lot of expectations that would take me back to the... Those college days of staying up till four in the morning with a bunch of drunk friends and <laughs> playing deathmatch. Oh yeah, just didn't do it. Nothing like that. And of course, I also got to play some Wizard One Hundred and One. I finally, Ooh. finally decided to install the client. Uh, it's it's been sitting on my hard drive for weeks now. Just festering. Yeah, it's just been begging me to install it. Install me, Jason. Install me. Finally, I was like, okay, fuck it. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> review this game finally and and you know kind of give my perspective on the whole thing i i created a it was funny it when it starts up it asks you a few questions kind of like uh you know ultima oh the would, gypsy thing yeah like where you know just depending on how you answer the questions it will tell you uh what kind of class you should be hmm. and well you can and of course you can either go ahead and stay with that class or pick something else well I picked all the. I chose all the questions, and it, and it turns out that it picked me. It told me I was a death magic user. So of course, <laughs> of course, I'm like, well, yeah, of course, I knew that already. But of I was planning on picking that in the first place. So I, <laughs> so I picked death magic, and and my character's name was Brom Shadowthorn. They don't let you type in any crazy names or anything like it that. It kind of auto generates it for you based on some random selections that aren't picked already. Uh, so you really can't, you know, make something that says I'm ass munch. Yeah, to protect the kids. You know, or I eat babies, you know, stupid <laughs> names like That's that. You're never going to see a name like that in Wizard 101, which is actually, I find, kind of cool. 
you know, you're not going to find that kind of stuff in there. Um, it is a total tweener game. Uh, yeah, I mean, it is. It's it's you know, it's made for it's made for kids, and but there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, the world is. Uh, you know, I don't want to say the artwork is fantastic or anything, but the art is good at what it does. It you know, it feels like you're in a magical magical world. It's very colorful. Yes. Um, there are some mechanics that are kind of annoying, especially when you're first starting out. Uh, trying to regenerate uh, mana, for instance, is is kind of a a bitch because. One of the ways you can regenerate health and mana in, in the game in between fights is by picking up these little wisps that fly around in the zones. Mm-hmm. So if you touch a red wisp, it'll regenerate a portion of your health. Your health will regenerate, you know, over time anyway, but that helps speed up the it. process. Yeah. Mana, it's the same thing. If you find a blue wisp floating about, you just have to run into the blue wisp, and it'll automatically regenerate a certain portion of your mana. Yeah. Uh, the problem with it, that with, with that though, is some zones you can't find any blue wisps for some reason. So if you run out of mana, <laughs> if you run out of mana, then really your only recourse is to go back to a zone that has blue wisps, or wait a, a cool game. You know, actually, mana does not. Auto-regenerate, as far as I can tell. So what you have to do is you have to go to a zone that has blue wisps in it, or you can go to a zone, uh, the main zone where you start out in, and hit this place called the Fairgrounds. And in the Fairgrounds are are these little mini-games that you can play. Uh, These mini-games range from copycats, like... uh, They basically just copy old games, like Bejeweled. There's a Bejeweled variant... There is a, uh, I want to say there's one called like Dig Dug, oh, uh, almost. Uh, there's another one that's kind of like Joust, mm-hmm. and there's uh, there's a few more. There's probably like six, I want to say six to eight in all. And depending on how well you do in these mini mini games, it'll regenerate one. It'll regenerate a portion of your mana, or all of it altogether if you do good enough. It'll give you a little gold actually for for completing. A session of the mini game. Uh, if you do really good, you you might even get items uh, for you. You'll, so you'll get items that you can actually use. That's nice. So that's kind of a cool little little bonus there. So I actually found myself playing mini, you know some of these mini mini games quite a bit, and I got kind of addicted to a couple of them because they were just like I was like, oh yeah, man, you know I'm doing <laughs> totally good. Situation with the EverQuest two lottery. <laughs> well, but that's like a totally different kind of thing there, man. That's like you're trying to win the main the main jackpot. Yeah, I don't remember how much platinum was involved that last time, but I know I cried the day somebody hit it. I was like, no, it was supposed to be me. Uh, damn you, Giggle Gibber, damn you. Uh, the, Did you phone any noobs? No, you know what? I didn't get involved in a duel. Mainly because I didn't know what I was doing, and I just didn't want to get my ass kicked. Uh, but uh, the the gameplay mechanics, as far as combat goes, is you you have a main school of magic. Death was mine. 
you get you also get extra cards. It's all done with cards. It's like this huge Pokemon game, uh, essentially, is what it is. So you have like a deck of cards, and those cards are your spells yeah. that you cast. And you know it's turn based, so you engage in combat. And there there's like you know certain mechanics there. You have these pips. Uh, pips regenerate one every turn, and depending on how many pips you have, that you know that you have a certain amount of spells that you know allow for one pip, or the one that requires two pips, or some that require even more pips than that. And there's defensive spells that you can cast on yourself during combat to provide protection against certain kinds of magic. So you need both mana and pips to cast spells, right? And the card that has the spell. And the card that has the spell on it. You're, you have like a certain set of cards that stay with you throughout. You'll pick up special cards that are like one-time use only. Yeah. Um. And there, but there's a really cool strategy involved in it. And then you know the crazy thing is when you when you cast all these spells and everything, it totally plays out like like a Pokemon episode where where your monster pops out of the summoning circle and mm-hmm. there's like this crazy animation and everything, and and then it does its damage to the to the NPC that you're attacking. And, you know, the same goes for, you know, when an NPC casts a monster or spell on you or whatever, and then you'll see the whole animation take place. And that happens over and over again, and that part gets a little old after a while, because you get, sometimes you start... No, because you'll see the animations over and over again, and sometimes if you're just running pet, you'll get to see every everybody else's combat animations, too. Sometimes you'll get involved in a battle in the same summoning circle with other wizards, and so you'll be fighting multiple NPCs, and you get to help them with their with their battle if you want to. Uh, so you get to see the whole combat uh, thing going on. So you see all these animations over and over again. It's like the first couple times you see them, they're like, oh, that's kind of neat, you know, that's kind of funny. But after seeing the same animation over and over again, it gets kind of boring. Uh, but I can see how that appeals to a, a little kid, you know, because they're all, you know, they're all into that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. Um, I got up to the point where I had to choose whether or not I wanted to subscribe to the game, or actually what they do do is they open up, you can open up certain areas by just spending uh, some of your crowns. Your in-game currency. So you can pay $5 for 2,500 crowns, I think it is, and to unlock certain zones, at least the zones that I was you know, had the potential to get into, I would spend, I would have to spend like 750 crowns on to get into if I wanted to, but I, I didn't decide to do that. I, I didn't get that far. I got my character up to level nine, I think, before I decided to say, well, you know, okay, this is as far as I can go, uh, without, you know, trying to continue on, (laughs) well, without having to spend some money on the game. Really? So you reach a wall where you can't... Well, I, I think you might be able to advance a little bit further, but... You know, if you you know if you choose to do the other zones, you get to see a lot more content and everything. And they they do keep it pretty locked down. You you either have to subscribe. The subscription fee is you know cheaper than most MMOs out there. It's ten dollars, yeah. as opposed to the standard fifteen now. Or like I said, you can unlock those zones piece by piece, just by spending a few crowns here and there. Kind of like if you were you know downloading content from Xbox Live. Yeah. Uh, you know, which is kind of cool. You know, which is maybe an option that I I would choose to do. Um. Overall, I think what it what the game does the game does very well. 
Uh, it's it's not a bad game. I, there's some interface things and some camera issues that I wish you could tweak around a bit, but they really don't allow you to mess with the interface at all. Mm-hmm. You know, they they allow you to basically just touch the basic functionality options like sound and you know whether names pop up over people's heads and stuff like that. They don't allow you to tweak the interface a whole lot. Uh. So that, you know, and I can understand why they want to do that. They don't want to make it so incredibly difficult for little kids to to get into. Uh, chat, you know, they, they you could tell they totally keep it locked down so, you know, predators can't get to your children in the game or anything like that. Uh, it's very locked down. So you see, like, kind of a general chat, but you'll never, you don't see people, you know, talking smack in the general chat area at Chuck all. Chuck Norris jokes. No, you won't see Chuck Norris jokes in the yeah. general area, <laughs> as far as I've saw. Well, as far as I've seen. Um, overall, you know, honestly, I can't say that I had a bad experience with it. I thought it was a very well designed game, especially for what it does. Um, I might go back and and play and you know if I, if I have some extra cash and some extra time on my hands, I might go back and play through some of those zones on a pay to play type basis. Uh, you know, I can't see that it's something that I'll I'd get into. Yeah. Uh, on a regular basis, I'll you know I I just I don't know I I didn't think that much of it. I I'm it's not a bad game by any stretch of the imagination. I'd and I'd recommend it to anybody who who wants to give something new a try. Yeah. For That's sure. Cool. Anyway, it, it definitely has my approval. I think one of our listeners Very good. commented on. The Warhammer 300,000 that actually likes playing Wizard 101 with his Mm -hmm. nephews or something like that. It's pretty cool. So if any of our listeners have (laughs) carry a rose... Yeah, I understand. I think a lot of people were expecting me to totally bash the game and trash it, but I can't. I mean, there's nothing wrong with this game. It's just, it's not something that I would play on a regular basis, but it does what it does very well. Yeah. Be cool to see if any of our listeners have feedback on it. Send it to mail at channelmassive.com. M-A-I-L. Up next, mail. get into mail. M-A-I-L. Ladies and gentlemen, M A L Email. That was an even better chord than last time. <laughs> That's because you were here to round out the trifecta of our harmonies. Yeah, I was shooting for the minor second. <coughs> <laughs> First up, writ. <laughs> we have an email from Pal or P Owl. Pal to make him elite. P Null Owl. Yeah, the, the 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 zero makes him elite. I like that. Said, said, hey, fellas, Lord of the Rings Online is a free trial, and I just signed up. The client is downloading now. I feel so dirty. <laughs> you are dirty, dirty. You are. You're a dirty whore, a dirty Lotro whore, just like the rest of our listeners. No, uh. no, it's turn. It's a lot of the listeners are are saying, hey, you're you're like you're like 
generalizing because we're not Lotrope players. We play War and Warcraft because we have taste. Wait, no, that's not what they're saying. But still, I mean, a lot of them are saying that they don't play uh, Lotro after all. Yeah. We, well, we only had to talk I just want to know why he feels so dirty. He, he must have been, like, in the corner going, I can't believe I'm doing this. He's going to be a hobbit, a filthy Maybe. Maybe a golem. Filthy hobbit. Uh, we have a guy who uh, basically just writes in to kiss our ass. He says, hi, guys. Just writing in to let you know my impressions of the show. It is my opinion you're as good as any show out there. Even though you don't give much love to World of Warcraft, it works for you, as there's a flood of shows on that subject already. Keep up the good work, and don't let the lack of audio or video submissions stop you. Permit! Submit now! Oh, wait, oh uh, it will well, we really, stop us. We really don't want video submissions from some of our listeners, I'm sorry, but... <sighs> We just Not don't. From the guy that sent the topless picture. Yeah, especially that one. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we're still waiting for some more people to step up to the plate and give us some good audio. So, yeah. no, please do not be afraid to do that. We would love it. Send that to M A I L M A I L at channelmaster.com. <laughs> I love the follow up spelling. That's great. <laughs> so, we got a, we got an email from Sophie yes. from Sweden. She from the did Sweden. from the fjords. She says, mm, what to say? I wanted to write something. No, it's, mm, what to say? <laughs> I wanted to write something. Uh, I don't think that's how it sounded. No? Uh, no. <laughs> well, how did it sound? Well, I don't know. You want to give us your interpretation? Well, I'll just, I'll just let, I'll, I'll let Noah read it You've then. You've been to Sweden, Noah, or somewhere up north. In Norway. Oh, yeah. Norway, yes. <laughs> up north. Close enough. I, up north is like Canada all of a sudden. Yeah. <laughs> if we go over the okay, Earth's somewhere North Pole. Northeast. And onto the other side. <laughs> I, I, I'm not going to do any accents. Sorry, Sophie, to disappoint you. <laughs> she said, what to say? I wanted to write something. So I've been playing some City of Heroes. I'm going to resub to Warhammer in a bit. I've had a short break from MMOs, which I think is needed sometimes. Oh yeah. I've read a little bit about Darkfall, and I wanted to know what your thoughts about that game was, and what you think it will bring to the MMO table. And I, for one, am not going to do some advertising for Lotro. Nope, not me. I must say, I don't like the game. I like Warhammer and City of Heroes, but I don't think I need to say good things about them to you guys, because you're already smart. Aw. We are so smart. S-M-R-T. S-M-R-T. I mean, I mean S-M-A-R-T. Mark, you were looking up Darkfall. Any opinions? Uh, well, the art's interesting. Like, they... I don't know. I, I looked at the features. It's going to be hardcore PvP yeah, for the hardcore. It's like... I, I just... I don't know why, but I'm not looking forward to that one. I, I don't know... I think it could be interesting. I mean, just because it's more open and... There's going to be, you know, it's not going to be for the faint of heart, that's for sure. The penalties are going to be a little bit harsher, I guess, for for dying. I guess you can actually get your corpse looted somewhat. You get killed in PvP. I'm not sure that a lot... But see, the funny thing is, I I know that there's going to be a bunch of people from World of Warcraft who are going to go, Oh, there's a new MMO out there. I think I'm going to go try it. And then they're going to find out what life is like on on a server with player versus player combat that involves major penalties. And then they're going to go, This sucks! I'm canceling my account! And then they're going to run away. Do you think think we'll get a lot of good blogs out of the entire um, Warhammer blogosphere? Because they'll all start looking forward to Darkfall and it'll become their new... Oh, it's already happened. ...favorite. And then then the tragedy will happen when it 
when it comes out and is just fine, but doesn't that's live what up we to live the, for. Yeah, yeah, that that's already started to happen somewhat. I'm but, preparing for drama. I don't know. I signed you know, up for the beta, of course, but you know, what are you going to do? What are you're you so doing? agreeable. Did you look Mark? at it? Did you? you I haven't I, really been following it because Warhammer gives me what I need right now, and. Yep, you get to play a sweet, sweet <laughs> window. scratches that itch for you. license attached to it, I'm not going to check it out. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm interested in Star Trek and Star Wars. Well, I, I take that back. I'm looking forward to APB, which doesn't have a license attached to it. But Champions does as well. So the games I'm looking forward to all have licenses attached. Oh, well, whatever. I always become a AAA or nothing kind of guy. Well, I was interested in that Funcom game until Age of Conan. So oh! that's another one that didn't have a license attached. Well, that, yeah, Age of Conan. Speaking of Warhammer, Steven wrote us. Stephen Colbert? I don't know. Maybe if we're lucky. We've got this John is a Tesh new and Stephen, Stephen actually. Oh, yeah. Stephen says, Hey, guys. Yes, I am a Warhammer player, and I do listen to your podcast. What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> don't know if you've seen this post by the illustrious, I'm throwing that word in there for you, Stephen, Keenan Grav's gaming blog. And he gives a link. And he's, he's citing a post from Keenan Grav. But that he's going to sum up, and then he's going to give your response, dear listeners. All right. So here's what Stephen says. This kind of skipping content gets on my nerves. Just to reach the so-called point of the game. One of the reasons I like Warhammer is there does not seem to be two parts to the game. You're fighting players, doing RVR and public quests in Tier 1, and you're doing the same thing at the end game. It's only a PvE grind due to his piss-poor morgue mentality. Warhammer players like this are the reason RVR was not the instant hit that Mythic expected it to be. Anyway, here's what I posted as a comment on their blog. (laughs) I imagined you and players like you will be the reason Star Wars The Old Republic will ultimately fail. Bioware will put the story and consequence in the game, but to no avail, the players will see the shining endgame. And that, coupled with the standard of World of Warcraft mentality, they'll just skip the content while leveling to get to content at the end, which is not quite finished and won't be till a year after the game's release. Then they're going to complain in blogs like this. How the game did not meet expectations while ignoring whole chunks of it. Signed, Steven. Jim, Jim, for the record, will read all of the lore. <laughs> the lore. That's right. Because he's a lore whore. It's true. Lore whore. Um... I don't know. Let's kind of break down. I think this is... You want me to have a breakdown? <laughs> yeah. Only if it results in an intervention. Uh, Maybe not. You know, my... my here, Here's my thing. I don't know and understand why people are so concerned about the uh, PvE content in Warhammer. Like, they never... It's like, did you not... Did you not get the memo? <laughs> yeah, did you not did get you, the memo? Like, did you... Well, yeah. first they were bitching about the scenarios. Yeah, they were bitching about the public questions. So now they're just they're just trying to knock each part. Of and the and they and they complain about it. They're like, well, you know, leveling sucks because the PVE sucks. Well, then don't do the PVE. It's not like there aren't other options. Yeah, there. You know, I, I like I said, I I play Warhammer and I I try to play it differently every time I play. Some days I get I log on and I'll. I'll do some PVE. Some days you just plant flowers. Some days, yeah. Some actually, some days I do. It makes you feel pretty. Some days I, I just plant flowers, and all I do is is craft all day long. Some days I will uh, log on and work on nothing but unlocking crazy tome unlocks, just for the sake of doing it. Uh, some days I'll do nothing but open RVR and kill as many 
white lions and witch hunters as I possibly can. Yay for you! <laughs> uh, so, you know, yeah, I mean, if you're focusing strictly on the PvE content, then you're going to find things are maybe a little lacking for you. And that, you know, hey, that that's just this person's particular playstyle, I guess, at this point. You know, he feels like he has to grind the quest to to get to the end game. Well, Keenan Graves, that's Keenan Graves' point. That's what they think they need to do. Yeah. I think and they've gotten to the end game and they don't like it. I can see that, Warcraft. though. I could see them going, you know, we've been, we've been, like, writing about this game for so long and now we're going to do this, like, these epic marathons to grind through all this stuff so we can get to the end game. And it's like, I think maybe you missed the point with this game. It's not like WoW. It's different. Yeah. End game doesn't consist entirely of raiding, you know, dungeons and parading around in the in the home cities with your le- loot. Speaking it's, of, I want to do a keep siege from Warhammer. Yeah, we need. We'll, we can. Sorry, we get, tangent. When we get closer <laughs> to the top of our bracket, we should probably go. There is a keep siege at in tier two. That's really yes. good. Okay, sorry to tangent. I agree with Steven. These people are missing the forest for the trees. They're not understanding what the point of the game was. And they're just conditioned to understand and appreciate one primary game model, and that's not Warhammer's model. So, tough cookies for them. I'd rather have less people bitching in Warhammer. They can go somewhere else and have the people who remain be the people who enjoy it. Surprisingly, the people that are actually playing it, not writing about it all the time, they seem to like it pretty yeah, good. I mean, it's a pretty positive environment. It's not a bunch of... Well, I I, ta- I guess there are some exceptions. There have been <laughs> nights where these people will come on and, and compare it to War or uh, Warcraft. It so the, much in lo- the end of last year, right? Yeah, but it, in general, I mean, the people playing it are just enjoying it, setting, getting yeah. groups together. You know, trying to come up with a better strategy for the scenarios. <laughs> that small group of dedicated gamers. Gotta which we'll that. be getting into next. Excellent. In the twig. Twig. Jason, what time is it? It's time for the week of gaming. <laughs> I like that version. <laughs> it was, it was, yeah, it was. It, was, it did interesting things on the spikeometer. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it does. It's like this huge flash of block, red, block of red text. <laughs> Listeners, we continuously monitor ourselves on our high tech visual, and there, and there never any quest feedback. to improve ourselves. Yes. And whenever mm. somebody spikes a VU meter out, they get flogged instantly with the Flogomatic <laughs> 5000 self-flatulation device. So let's get into a little bit of the news this week. <laughs> okay. Yes? Uh, Mythic has decided that official forums are a good thing. What? Oh, yes, after, after years and years of, <laughs> of saying, no, official forums suck balls. Leave my lips. No more tax. I yeah, mean, no new taxes. Forums. Yeah, forums are the devil. There are plenty of other good places to. Uh, some of the things. Let's see. 
da 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 He says, only players with an active Warhammer subscription will be allowed to post on the forums. There will be a number of different account levels on That's these forums. You have to earn. And players to show what they can contribute. Show that they can contribute to the ongoing improvement of Warhammer, whether through suggestions, critical evaluation, user-generated content, uh, peer-to-peer, in other words, contribution has its privileges, will be given greater access to private areas of the boards. The private areas. <laughs> Where they get to whisper sweet nothings in Paul Barnett's ear, maybe? I don't know. Oh, I'm a Taurus. I'm a Gemini. <laughs> Charmed, I'm sure. Uh, as a FYI, simply praising Mythic will not get players this access. We'll be we looking for those Mythic. people who have shown either through our beta program or post launch that they are actively interested in engaging in the kind of critical thinking uh, and or bug reporting that can help us continue to improve Warhammer. Uh, We also plan over the long term to give additional rewards centered on the game for those who have really helped us out. They should give um, Brent from Virgin Worlds a really good... Oh yeah, I'm sure they're gonna... After uh, his... (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm sure he has... Full access. I think he's got a bounty on it. <laughs> uh, as to why I've reversed my rather vocal stance on internal support forums for a game, quite frankly, I still believe that official forums are not on a panchia to cure all the ills of a game. I still also remain convinced that having official forums are not a guarantee of success for an MMO. However, I do think that right now we should have our own official forums because it would allow us to communicate and and better support the other players of Warhammer. You said that, Jacobs? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because he was always, you know, on the other side of the fence saying, no, official forums suck balls. Do they have an official beta forum? No, I don't think so. Cause they've never had... about a Warhammer beta forum, and I'm like, what was that? I don't, I don't think they've ever had officially, you know, company-run forums ever. In their existence, wise choice. I I just I have so little tolerance for forums. I wouldn't know, you know. Yeah, I doubt that I would troll the official forums either. Yeah, but I mean, if they had an official forum for the beta, I wouldn't have known because I was like, I just can't go there. Yeah, I can't stand forum lurking. Now announcing the child massive forum. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of places that we wouldn't go, we should talk about in our next news brief, the top 10 money-making MMOs of 2008. Top 10? Guess what number one is? World World of of Warcraft. Oh, I thought you were going to say Maple Story or something (laughs) like that. This story comes, it it was posted over on GigaOM. Actually, Maple Story is number three. I know. Yeah, and this is from actually an analyst. DFC Intelligence created this list. And I think this list is kind of crappy. I'm just going to go on the record for that. But let's first go over what the the numbers are. And they're they're trying to base this on conservative numbers. And so they don't have explicit numbers, but this is their guess. Number one, World of Warcraft. That's a shock. Number two, Fantasy Westward Journey, which is an Asian MMO. Never heard of that one. Two and a half D graphics. 2.5. Prepaid cards. Number three, Maple Story, an Asian MMO. Well, there you go, Maple Story. Client Assault 2D Graphics, Microtransactions. Number four, Shonda, which is it's from 2003, 2.5D Graphics, Asian MMO. Yeah, they have looks like a, they have two, which Number is Legend of Mirror and World of Legend. Yes, yes. And then another lump together, number five, Lineage 1 and Lineage 2 are lumped together at number five. Well, that's crap. 
interesting classified as an Asian MMO, both of them. Number six, RuneScape. Western MMO for kids, two and a half. The graphics, web-based. Number seven, the illustrious club, Penguin. I am getting tired of the 2.5D graphics. It's either yeah. 2D or 3D. 2.5 yeah, means, <laughs> means that it's like an oblique view. Yeah, it means balls, either it's, it's a sprite on a 3D background or it's a 3D character on a 2D background. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's stupid. I will end Number my eight, Lotro. Lotro. Number nine, Warhammer. Wow. And taking last place, number 10, Age of Conan. Oh, that has got to just burn for uh, a company, little company we call SOE. So here's what I think is crappy about this list is the actual estimated revenue. They have an estimated revenue, but they're all these gigantic ballparks, and most of the games have the exact same ballparks. Yeah, it's either... So World of Warcraft is 500 million plus. Then numbers two through... Let's see. It's like five. Two through nine. Or actually, I'm sorry. No, it's two through I, five. I skipped, yeah, I skipped down. Two through five. So Fantasy Westward, Maple Story, Shonda, Lineage 1 and 2, and RuneScape. Or I'm sorry, Lineage 1 and 2. And those are all 150 to 500 million, which is a huge gap. And then, so how can they even rank? Well, I something? doubt that any of those games even come close to, to World 500 Warcraft, million. Though. Yeah, That's... seriously. And then there's the next tier, which is basically numbers six through ten, which is 50 to 150 million. It's all estimated, and and yet they're still ranked ex- in some way. Pardon me, I'm not a responsible journalist, but this is irresponsible journalism at its finest. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's like, we just are going to rank some shit based on what we think could be happening, and we're going to just come up with, like, three different brackets for the estimated We're going to call it a top ten list because people love top ten lists. Only thing people like better They're very a popular. is a top five list. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's just the asinine nature of a $350 million range for... <laughs> Like four <laughs> games, and then jump down to just a fifty, a hundred million dollar range for the next. It'd be three fifty. It's just fifty. All right, dollar. Fifty dollar. Runes of Magic or Runes of World of Warcraft is uh, <laughs> going to launch, and it has an official. I mean, have you guys seen this game, Runes of yes. Magic? It looks exactly like World of Warcraft. I, I, they don't even hold any. They're not even uh, pretending. They're, they're not pretending about it, even. It looks practically exactly like World of Warcraft. Except its name is far worse. Yeah, Runes of Magic. Well, at least it has an of in the title. That's what's oh, important. Yeah. It does. That's what, that's, it, that's what makes that's it epic. Point. Oh, it is. Wow. I just got a... I hit their, their homepage and got a MySQL error. Hacksaw. Apparently it expected a parameter one. <laughs> no, no. And some kind of got a Boolean. They're already error. failing. Yeah, it's... um. Wow, it even spit out some German. Verbinden Frogster <laughs> Frogster Interactive announced that uh, following a three-month open beta test that has been... Uh, apparently it's seen over 450,000 players uh, explore the world of Taboria. <laughs> mm. why, why, why can't they come up with some original, really cool-sounding world names? It's always like... Tyboria, Tyboria, some variation on a theme of that. Well, I don't understand I just that. Don't understand creativity. Uh, the highly anticipated, massively online roller playing game of rule 
Runes of Magic will launch on March 19th, 2009. A day that will live in the hearts of man and infamy. Oh, wait, that's something else. Uh, yeah, it seems like their website's down right now, now, or else I would give you some more details on... Ah, oh, the beta explodes, too. ...possible subscription plans for for this game. <sighs> Unfortunately, we know little of it. If it's just like, wow, it should be... Should be cool. I'll transfer my warlock over. <laughs> if you're into the whole post-apocalyptic theme, uh, this MMO might interest you. The Fallen Earth MMO is set to uh, start its closed beta phase. Uh, it's uh, developer Fallen Earth. Fallen Earth mm. making the game. Yeah, Fallen who's Earth. making the game? Fallen Earth. <laughs> is excited to announce that the game is now transitioned into its closed beta testing. Interested testers can sign up for the opportunity uh, to receive a beta key at FallenEarth.com and join thousands of fellow Fallen Earth players each week. What's really cool is that, uh, well, I don't know if it's cool or not. You know how Fallout 3 is set in Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. Fallen Earth is set in the Grand Canyon. The Grand Canyon in the year 2156. So, really, we don't have that much further to go, folks. We've got, like, a hundred years, t- you know, tops um, before yeah. the... Actually, I thought the Mayan said we the like four years, years, right? Actually, yeah, the Mayan calendar, <laughs> apparently, <laughs> we're, we're dead in, in two, 2012. Yeah. Yeah. They actually have the ac- the actual date. It's, like, December 22nd or yeah, that's when all the numbers December like 21st, 12, 12, something like that. Or whatever. Yeah, we're screwed. What is it? Somebody, Michael Bay or somebody's making a movie about it. Probably. Oh, that that's a, that's such a Michael Bay project, yeah. isn't that yeah, something that he would do? It's called. Are, are you sure? Are you sure it's Michael Bay? Are you sure it's not uh, the guys who did Independence Day? It's it's got to be the guys who did. No, no, no. It may. You know what? It may. It might be the Independence Day people. Imrick and uh, what was the other guy's I, name? Oh uh, yeah, I don't remember. You know, and I'm talking. You know, I'm talking about the guys who did Independence Day, yeah. 10,000 BC. Yeah, yeah. All those. They're yeah, they're like totally into the disaster yeah. flick kind of thing. Yeah, I don't know. I'll have to look that up. They'll I guess. They'll probably be playing Fallen Earth. <laughs> they might be. <laughs> well, no, we won't be. Because we, because this is set in twenty one fifty six, and the world's really going to end in twenty twelve. So well, the game's supposed to be released in Q two two thousand nine. So maybe we can get a sneak peek. Hopefully, of what we have to look forward to. <laughs> <laughs> but now we're going to get into our big news stories coming up next. You have big news stories. Big, big, epically big. Epics. <laughs> the Hellgate. You must noise gate the Hellgate. <laughs> the Hellgate. <laughs> the Hellgate has been noise gated. It's gone. Well, for now. It, it should be back well, in free to play form. Only in Asia. But only in Asia because it, they seem to think it'll work really well in Asia since it didn't work well here. Well, you know, Asians connect so well with a game set in London. <laughs> They're even going to have a huge patch rollout. Oh, sweet. And they're going to join the two disparate types of gaming together that Hellgate offers into one single experience. Is it disparate or desperate? Disparate. No, I know, but it's also 
And desperate. Fairly yes. desperate. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, the servers officially went down the other day. Uh, and alas, gasp. Oh, how unfortunate. Um... <laughs> Mark, you played that game. You subscribed to it, too. I bought it. I, I downloaded I installed the stupid EA download You, you purchased the license for the game, actually. That, I did. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. I am a loser. Making giant ups, backwards L in front of head. So you're not going to hack into the free-to-play version of it over in Asia? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Scott at Pumping Irony has a fairly detailed account that I'm not going to get into here about the, the end of days. Uh, in Hellgate, so London. I'll include a link on the site Probably to it. Probably like Bambi and Thumper jumped out and the sky <laughs> turned into rainbows and it was happy and serene. <laughs> but it seemed like all the hard diehards were on the server till the very end. Until, mm-hmm. until Including they people were, apparently that had no idea that the game was shutting yeah, down. Yeah, there were a lot of people who had no idea that the game was shutting down, which is kind of comical. Oh, that would suck. <laughs> They're like, man, I just bought this game. What's going on? That would be really... Yeah. But you can play it single player, can't you? Yep. Okay. Yeah, I guess hopefully, you know, there's usually there's those sites out there that'll have like the last good patch of a game and you can uh-huh. probably apply that and yeah. play single player mode and, and then the last thing they saw was network failure. You have been disconnected. Yeah, that was it. But their Hamdit Soft is still planning on bringing it back as a free to play title in Asia, so we'll, you know, It'll still live on in some form. I wonder if when they patch it, it'll have two D graphics and cute anime style. <laughs> it might. It might be totally different. It'll be like a, a reimagining <laughs> of the of the Hellgate world. We will, it, we will call it Tokyo London. I mean Hellgate Tokyo. That'd be cool. Set in the future where the Japanese take over London. Yeah, yeah. It's like the alternate alternate past thing. That would be cool. That would be cool. I'd check that out. I might. Ch- I w- yeah, I'd probably check that kind of a game out where London was taken over by the Japanese. But what if it were two and a half D with cute anime kids? I uh, love two point five D. Two point five D. It's deep, but partially deep. Yeah, only half deep. It's a facade. The depth is a facade. <laughs> Our friends in Australia. Australia. Speaking of overseas news, they're getting. Shaft when it comes to MMOs lately. Um, Did they get the Outback MMO? <laughs> the Outback MMO. <laughs> what you gotta do is you gotta. They got the they got the minute work MMO. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At least only MMOs that can be rated. Isn't that the problem here? Apparently so. Um, uh, they have a very strict rating. Australia's number of MMOs. Yeah. Apparently, there's like a number of MMOs in in Australia now that are elite. They're they're not. Legal anymore? You can't. You cannot sell these games on the street any longer. Uh, games like World of Warcraft, uh, Warhammer, uh, all these games apparently don't have a proper rating on it. So because game, if you're a, if you're a game store, if you're a game store, somebody can rat rat you out, and the police will come over, and you'll get in trouble. Of dollars in what fines. are you in here for? Yeah, apparently, well, I do. If someone well, I do, were right? to sell. World of Warcraft in Australia, you would face a possible penalty of uh, $20,220.80 Australian dollars. <laughs> that, that or two years in jail. really hurts. Wow. So apparently the only two MMOs that are 
legally available to sell in in Australia are Vanguard, Saga of Heroes, oh, <laughs> and Eve Online. Move so, to New Zealand. That's all I got. Wow, that's yeah. You can go to the Lord of the Rings set and see the Hobbit holes. So all you whiny bloggers out there who hate all the MMOs, you should count your blessings and think about a world where you'd only have those two MMOs to play. That's all you can play legally now, I guess. Well, I don't know. I mean, if you're, what if you're playing them now, but you then you're you bought it back <laughs> when it was illegal to sell it? What? I guess. Well, I guess it's always been illegal. A man, according to them, a, game, a man who loved a game. A well, they game? have to confiscate all <laughs> copies of, of Warcraft or Warhammer. Uh, yeah, I don't understand how that works. Like, uh, Fahrenheit. Um, yeah, they're like they're gonna do like, like a massive software a burning. Fireman. What are you here for? There's no fire. Yes, there's going to be. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. That's just so that's so incredibly bizarre. I don't understand that. Well, you know, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure these gaming companies are going to get their act together and get the proper labeling on them. They games get banned from sale in Australia all the time. They're very picky about, especially about violent games, th- games that are bloody. A lot of console games just don't mm. make it out there. Really? Yeah. Huh. Happens. Happens every day. Crazy man. Crazy. Hard times. Hard times. <laughs> So there was a financial report at the about end of December 31, and somebody tapped a magic wand, and a big red curtain was drawn back on the true subscription numbers of Warhammer since the launch. During the initial launch, the subscriptions, active subscriptions, were up to 750,000. That was kind of what we last heard, right? Yeah. yeah. And now... 300,000. Now they're down to 300,000. They're, they're almost down to SOE levels. Yeah. Holy snickies. And this also goes hand-in-hand hand with Electronic Arts is between a massive and ever-increasing, across-the-board, closures and layoffs of all of their mini-studios. I think the official numbers raised, it was 600 people that were going to be laid off across the company and all the different development studios. And then that got raised up to 1,200. We so like to call it streamlining. Warhammer already suffered... A number of yeah, Mythic has had a couple cuts. I'm sorry, we'll Mythic dis- did, and now they're going to get a bunch more. And we'll discuss that in the Blogosteria segment a little bit. Um, uh, well, actually, we have some layoffs to announce. Too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I, I, I'll be discussing it. <clears throat> Mark loves doing layoffs with myself. Mm. <laughs> with yourself, because Noah and I are no longer part of the show. I'm sorry, we had to with our with our limited budget. With our <laughs> limited budget, yes, I understand. We needed. Well, that's going to be a great show, considering how much you've been playing. 300,000 subscribers, so honestly, it's it's a decent number that you can, if you can maintain that and, and build on it. Yeah, it's nothing to... Then they can survive on it. How long has you been putting along with 100,000? It's true. It's true. So... City of Heroes definitely has less than that. Yep. Yeah, these games can live with, with a 300,000 uh, subscriber base. I hope uh, they don't... They've found, obviously, they've found their niche. They probably found their niche, and that's what they're going to have, and they can build on that slowly but surely. I don't know how much they're going to get back. They'll Here's probably get back the occasional. If, 
ignore the blogging community. Just, <laughs> just ignore the blogging community to totally. Game, yeah. They love their bloggers, though. I know they still love them even after they've turned their back on them. Yeah, that's, no, that's partly true. <laughs> you know, I just, I, you know, and the thing that gets me is that the the whole, you know, Jacob said, well, you know, we need five hundred thousand for for us to consider this a success, and now that. It's three hundred thousand. Well, whoops. Okay, this is, this is exactly what happened with the Chapa. It just it it was good, but it wasn't great. And if it's not great, you just got to get rid of it. So, yeah, the will be shutting down next month because it's just not great. It's only good. And then there's a point of reference that even though there's been all these layoffs, Warhammer has way more developers than Dark Age of Camelot ever did. So we're still good. Well, yeah, Dark Age of Camelot had twenty quests. Maybe. I mean, just in general, I wrote a pretty big response to Jason's placeholder that he put on our website where I told you so and Nyanya posts (laughs) about this very news story. And for me, I I feel the die was already cast before the game even launched because they freaking scheduled it to come out a month or so before Lich King comes out. Yeah, that was a. Well, but that wasn't necessarily their doing. That was. Yeah, it was a that was more Blizzard's positioning than anything else. It's coming out. <laughs> they said a target window is pretty much a given. I mean, Mythic could have waited if they wanted to. Well, well, and actually, according to what's his name, Warhammer was ready to launch in March of the last year. <laughs> right, right. It was totally perfect. It just needed some polish. Uh, except, uh, you know, just... <laughs> how do you re- how do you refer to him again? I don't know. I can't remember. It was. <laughs> Something that I've never British said on the show. <laughs> yeah, something that you've never said on the show before. <laughs> might have, but you guys have quoted me as saying that. Right. <laughs> I might have said that in real life. I love, they have a... There was a new interview recently posted on Eurogamer.com uh, where one of the first questions right off the bat is, uh, you announced 300,000 subs for Warhammer recently, it's a big drop from the 750,000 you originally announced, but was it expected? And Jeff Hickman replies, We were super proud of our subscription numbers. We expected to hit from our competitors' launch, and the economy is tough right now, but our subscriptions are growing, especially as we see people return from that other game. Age of Conan. But, but. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think they're talking about Age of Conan. Well, it must be Maple Story. Mm, well, I don't think Wizard they're talking what? about that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Actually, they won't get any subscriptions from people who are hardcore into Wizard 101. It's not going to happen. There might be people who play both, but you're never going to turn a kid from that game into playing a playing that that kind of game. They're just two totally different animals. Anyway. Okay. I'm just saying that it, I just thought it was funny how the spin was already on oh, yeah. in this interview. What kind of cheeses me off, I mean, these guys, they sound so glib right off the bat, especially after all the layoffs were announced and everything. Yeah. Just the very start of this interview, they asked him to introduce themselves, and Hickman's like, I'm the executive producer for Warhammer Online. I started to work with Mythic on Dark Age of Camelot over eight years ago. I'm handsome, and I have great hair. Yeah, it's like... And then Paul Barnett chimes in, I'm the senior creative director at Mythic. I'm animated. 
I'm an animated British monkey. I do videos on YouTube, and you can follow me on Twitter. Blah blah blah. It's oh, like yes, please. And, and and this interview has no uh, th- this interview has no hard hitting questions about the layoffs. You know what they could potentially mean for the game. There's there's nothing there. It's just all fluff, fluff, and and information, which in, which is good information on what they plan to add for these expansions and the new classes and yeah. and whatnot. But it's just, you would think that there would be, like, maybe something out there, like, well, some you know, kind of some kind of somberness like, to it. We're sorry we had to lay off a large, per, well, not a large, a percentage of our staff, and we feel bad for them and their families in this, these tough times where, no, none of that, it's, I'm funny, ha-ha. <laughs> me, 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 like, me. I've always, you know, whenever you survive a round of layoffs, like, don't you always want to punch the first person who laughs, like, the next day? You know, it's like, <laughs> can you observe at least a day? Well, I've never survived a layoff. Oh. I've always been one of the ones who's been laid off. Well, I've you- always been one of the unproductive ones whose job oh, wasn't yeah. deemed necessary sure any longer. What Jason does. I was redundant. He's getting. I, yeah, I was uh, really good at free. I was the. Uh, <laughs> what was that guy? The the guy in. Uh, Office space, Milton. Milton. <laughs> Where's my stapler? I got my stapler. They told me, and if they, and if they told them if they moved my cubicle one more time, I, I was gonna get mad. And then they broke the building. Well, no, I was never the guy who actually came back and killed multiple people. That we uh, know of. Not that we know of, but I don't know. It just seemed to me like it was. Yeah, kind of lame. And we'll get into a little bit more of the spin doctoring yeah, here. Yeah, and just in my comment, just like, the truth is out there, so just consolidate your damn servers already so that there are people to play with in all the tiers. Yeah, and like order and destruction are balanced yeah. to some extent. Just quit putting it off. The truth is out there. We've seen it. <laughs> the truth is Press out there. It. Pollyanna games where you're like, oh, nothing's wrong. This is exactly according to plan. Why is the server empty? Why do I only see myself in some it's naked part guy? Of the plan. Anyway, three th- three hundred thousand. It's a good number. They can stick with that. Three hundred. They can work with it. <laughs> three hundred thousand. <laughs> <laughs> this is Warhammer. Prepare for glory. <laughs> <laughs> Tonight we dine in hell. Mmm, tasty. And now it's time for Today's Blogosteria is brought to you by... Kibbles and Bits. <laughs> Kibbles and Bits and Bits Arkeen and, and Bits. Or, <laughs> I get them confused. Or snassages. Snassages. Purina What are we talking about this time? Well, we're going to talk about a couple topics here. First and foremost on everybody's mind are all the layoffs that happened um, at EA and Mythic uh, over the week. Uh, and the, the lame spin that Jacobs tried to put on it uh, with, his, with his official statement, I guess you can call it. 
Uh, says Mythic has always been committed to maintaining a high level of development and customer service to our MMO players. In anticipations of rumors regarding staff reductions here at Mythic today, this seems like a good time to provide some insight into the f- future of development, customer service, quality assurance, and playtesting at Mythic. Although we are resizing the team to move from a pre-launch to a post-launch size, we remain truly committed to creating and delivering the best Warhammer experience. Uh, Then he goes on to talk about the content schedule and uh, how that's not going to change and and how it's not supposed to affect the expansion events or anything like that. Um, One of the things that got me was In no way does this conflict with our commitment to customer service. Staffing numbers will always map to consumer needs. It goes up when we launch new products and expand popular ones and comes back down (laughs) as players become familiar with the game. And evacuate. I.e. Droves. I.e. we only have 300,000 subscribers. In other words, that's why we have to make some cuts because basically, yeah, it's it's not that... People are familiar with the game now. It's just that there are gone. They're not in the game. There's, there's not as many people playing your game any longer. So let's just let's just get that part out of the way right there. Everybody buy not one but two copies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh no. Hey, other MMOs have tried uh, that fun. though. With the one box, <laughs> other MMOs have promoted that instantly double the population of like Warhammer. Eve Online had that. That yeah, promotion where they they basically just said, "Yeah, man, multi box. You could mine and guard your mining at the same multi-box, time. Multi box, go for it." God, that's that's next. Uh, Spirit, you know. So granted, they're you know, it's it's a worrisome time. You know, when you find out that the, the game you've been playing and and especially when it's this young of a game. Yeah, it's it's this young of a game. This kind of stuff is expected in in this economy that we're in right now. It's it's bad. There's layoffs yeah. going around everywhere. Uh, so it's not so much that I, you know, I'm shocked that these cuts happened. I mean, they they made cuts across the board at e, at EA. Yeah. It's this didn't just involve Mythic. It, it involved the whole company. Yep. Uh, so it's it's pretty brutal out there right now. Right now is probably not the best time to have a young MMO out on the block. Yeah, because it'll be traded for cigarettes in no time. (laughs) (laughs) They'll trade you for cigarettes and blowjobs in the back corner somewhere. You're not careful. So all the bloggers, of course, took very emotional or clinical stances on the fates of these people. Let's go over one of the more emotional ones. Michael, came out Michael this week. Zinke was very pleased with the entire... <laughs> Zinke loved the cuts. He, he said, I think you should have fired them all. It would have... No. <laughs> Get rid of the whole damn company! <laughs> <laughs> I'll play your game even if it doesn't change ever. Uh, over at Massively, they're talking about the layoffs of some, de- of some dozens of people from Mythic Entertainment. To a lot of people, this is a sign of the times, yet another economic indicator of terrible downturns. It's also a result of the impact of a game design that couldn't overcome the uh, inexorable gravity well of World of Warcraft. I couldn't care less. I'm at the point right now where I look at games and all I see are people. So Warhammer Online, the Warhammer Online I've been playing for the past three months, is now gone. 
Uh, he goes off to name some people. Actually, I, I believe one of these uh, people were, uh, didn't get let go. Uh, Justin, Jer- Angie, and Carrie. Yeah. Carrie, Carrie was actually one of the ones who integral in developing the Tome of Knowledge. Yeah. Uh, which is really, really, really cool part of the game, I think. Just my opinion. Yes, yeah, so Zinke's response was just to quit. Yeah, he said, quit. Mythic, sorry, I quit. I'm done with your game. I don't need to play it anymore. I'm not going to defend its potential anymore. I'm done. You spent millions of dollars on a game built purely on the passion of the developers. These people poured years of their lives into this game, spent late nights, lost personal credit with friends, spouses, and otherwise, crossed continents, and made themselves into pure pillars of game design to make this game stand up right, and now they're out. And then uh, goes on to say, if any of you have ever wondered why game bloggers are so bitter, why game journalists are so vicious, and why developers themselves are so twitchy... I have wondered. It's because of crap like this. Down here on the ground, we're living and breathing these games. At the top of the pyramid, it's just all numbers with no context or importance. These games matter, these people matter, and I hate the marketplace that's resulted in this kind of talent and passion going to waste. Uh, so he kind of took this very personally. Sounds he, like they had, he was had some good relationships with them all, and yeah, sounds like it. Yeah, totally sounds like it. But I think I think there's also another side to this where you know it is a little bit of overreaction because layoffs happen. It doesn't matter They're, what industry. You're it doesn't in. matter what in- industry you're in. It's going to happen. Quitting a game. Becoming subscriber number two thousand, you know, two hundred thousand ninety nine nine hundred ninety nine whatever, you know, leaving that game isn't going to help the situation any. But just, when you have a blog, all things change. Well, no, I mean, I'm not even saying that. It's just you know, quitting over over this, you know, there's really it's out of your control. You can't do anything about it. Well, yeah, yeah you can. You can quit. You know, it's it's a matter of the, if the game sucks, then yeah, quit. But if you're quitting just on principle, saying, well, you quit, so I'm going to, you know, you quit on these people, so I'm going to quit your game. I, I wish just I can't could quit you. <laughs> yeah, I wish I could quit you. <laughs> yeah, we need some Brokeback Mountain going on I'll here. Find the theme here. Uh, I don't know. It's just, yeah, layoffs are just inevitable at this point. Just the way of the world right now, and it sucks, and... You know, I'm not sure that... And he's probably... he, he, He's... Some of his friends in the company got cut, but he's not part of the decision-making process where they're deciding who can they cut. And he's probably looking at it from a subjective point of view. Well, if I were in charge, I wouldn't have laid off these people because they're really great. Mm. But it's a totally different story when you're on the other side of the table and you're having to make the decision. You're told by your superior... Mothership company, you need to cut X percent. So it's just like it's numbers. You have to cut such and such employees. Not so much, well, this person developed it. I'm sure they, the management went through very tough decisions trying to decide who. And it's really unfortunate. There's no good answer when you have to get rid of people. And to single out a couple people's stories and justify that and throw a fit about it. I mean, it's, it is emotional, but... You know, like you said, Jason, these bloggers weren't part of the decision-making process and don't know what the management went through to make the decision. They didn't callously like, oh, 
Well, we laid off. See you later. Yeah, the public relations, the press releases that get sent out may suggest that, but I just can't believe these people are completely heartless and didn't. I said the word heartless. Heartless. Yeah, I don't know. I <laughs> think say it three times you might appear. And I think Jacobs probably. <laughs> I think Jacobs probably could have handled the spin a little bit differently, slightly more elegantly. Well, in that interview that you mentioned. Especially. Well, and then the um, yeah, and then reading that interview about the you know they come out and they're just like uh you know it's it's all it's wine and roses over here, you know. They they're like cracking jokes during the middle of an interview. It's like you know what. Right now, I don't think people want to hear that kind of shit. And it's that exact attitude that really annoyed me with the game before it came out, because we ha- we saw plenty of that attitude before the game released as well, and it's just right. who those people are. Yeah, they're just kind of cocky. Yeah. Khaki. Khaki, <laughs> freaking So what did Broken Toys have to say on this? Well, Scott Jennings, who runs Broken Toys, he, you know, he he's in the industry, and he's been affected by this in numerous ways, whether he's been shown the door himself or whether he, you know, and, and in a lot of cases he's watched people shown the door and he's also, he's just like, you know, this is a bad time right now. Uh, it says, there's a deadly rhythm developing to these horrible events. The drumbeat of rumors weeks prior, the dead look in the eyes of people who know earlier and can't say, the worry of the, the worry in the eyes of everyone else as they furtively look uh, and they check networking sites and job listings and send emails on their private accounts. It's always the same, always the fucking same. And the people responsible, no, not the managers who actually have to wreck people's lives up close and in person, but the higher-ups who actually made the screw-ups that led everyone off the, the cliff. They're out of the office, off to meetings, not here today. Um, there's another... Yeah, he's basically taking the task... The people at the very, very top, right. the blame lays with them. And he's so burnt out on this happening, and he's seen it happen so many times, and that he doesn't feel that there's any accountability with the top-level executives. Yeah, the part of the ritual that always gets me, he says, is the official statement. There's always one. The people in charge of PR can't just let it go, or else they might be let go themselves. They always have to weigh in with our usual hearts, with the usual our hearts will go on malarkey. (laughs) And that's why it always gets me, because it's always something to the effect of how these unfortunate events weren't really critical. It's not important, those people we let go. They're not that important. We really didn't care about them, you see. It's unfortunate, sure. But we have great things in store, just you watch. We're not set back in any way. No siree, Bob. Everything's great. Every no, everyone knows it's what companies say. Everyone knows it's what companies have to say. And it's the final act of betrayal. Final kicking dirt on the guy as he heads out the door with his action figures and the best employee of the year trophies in a box that... He's talking about you. Man. ...was helpfully set out in the hallway the night before because it's not enough that you let that guy go after he gave his all for your bottom line. It's not enough that you had to force him out into an economy that's anything but welcoming. No, not only did you wreck his life and reward his loyalty with a pink slip and a packet about Cobra coverage, you then got to announce to the intertubes that in the grand scheme of things, he wasn't really all that important. Yeah, and that kind of blows, and that's kind of what, you know, you, you get that, you get that sense from the, the spin doctoring Yeah, that, that goes out there every time that there's a freaking layoff. It's a capitalism tradition. It is. It's capitalism at its finest. Yep. And it just sucks. And I think it's sad, too, because I think a lot of 
in a lot of cases, the people that are, you know, the the developers, they're not in management, so they're typically younger, you know, 20-something. Yeah. Let's say, you know, I could be with this company forever. Well, you know, that's kind of the thing is you you go into it when you get your first job or, you know, you're on your second job where you've chosen to move on. You have this kind of loyalty thing with your company, and I think over time that fades to where your you know your loyalty is to yourself and your family. It has yeah. to be, and and you lose that. But it's so much more painful when you get the axe from the company that you're you've built this. You have a relationship with them that you think's two way, and it's really one way. You yeah. know they they pay you for the work you do, and that's where it ends. And when they when you you know when you lose that it's it's just devastating, devastating not yeah. just financially not just you know oh crap what am i going to do but it's devastating too because there is that super strong sense of betrayal that, yeah because you think you arrived you're like wow this is my dream job this is what yeah. i want to be doing how exciting is this you know i'm going to give it my gone. all and and especially in the game development industry there's a lot more expected overtime than there is with oh, any yeah. other you know, industry short of like Asian sex slave or something, which means you really yeah. have to be passionate about it and love it to put up with that. Crap. Yeah. So you're you're yeah. It's a very it's a yeah totally the, the environment passion would be the the number one thing. I yeah. mean, you're kind of in love with the job, and you know when you lose something like that, it's it's I think it's a lot tougher than your typical you know nine to five office job. What's know? fortunate is Tobald is here to provide the oh, clinical. An austere take <laughs> on all of this, and basically tells you, "Wake up, people! This is business." And I, I, I think he got a little bit too carried away with trying to rationalize things because basically he said, "These people are laid off because they all contributed to a massive group failure." Epic fail. Where is it? Let's let's find a choice. Quote. Well, he says, "I don't share Scott Jennings' feeling about betrayal because I don't buy into the line that." All of the hundreds of people who worked on a game that failed are completely innocent and unaware of that failure. Oh, it's the little... And that all of the blame is due to high management. Yeah. Um, Warren Miller and (laughs) Tobol. I don't claim that companies are very good at firing exactly those people who are most responsible for creating the bad product that made a loss, but if all the employees and one of the game companies now firing people would have done their job perfectly, and created the perfect game, the perfect game design, no bugs, perfect quality control, perfect customer service, and so on, the layoffs wouldn't be happening. Just take one example. How many players did Age of Conan lose due to that bug that female characters dealt less damage than male characters due to a slower combat animation? Uh, excuse me, real world moment. Most people didn't know about that, except those who are ex- right. <laughs> strange, <the> strange <laughs> over-obsessed blogger types. Do you think that the CEO of Funcom or the game director at Age of Conan planned that? That he purposely instructed his underlings to make a game with that bug? And in that case, it was the fact that the game is unfinished. Or in that case, it was uh, game the dr- game director who actually got to end up being fired. There are certainly cases where somebody in higher management decides to rush an unfinished game through the door, but quite often the fact is that the game is unfinished. It's related to the performance of the people who worked on it. We don't live in a society anymore where employees are just mindless working drones following orders completely unaware about and innocent of the quality of the product that they're helping to make. The responsibility for a game that failed is shared to varying degrees amongst hundreds of people, and most of them are quite aware that they failed long before the pink slip arrived. 
that may be a tragedy, but it isn't betrayal. I'm not telling anyone that it's his own fault for getting fired, but please don't tell me that none of those people could have seen this coming. Yikes. Yeah, so in other words, people sign up for jobs with the expectation they may be axed at any moment. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. That's that's pretty freaking harsh. When I think his analogy of perfect game and then jumping onto Age of Conan of all things is just stupid because even in our society, our economy, our our free marketplace, the perfect game isn't going to freaking sell. Just because a game is completely perfect doesn't mean that everybody's going to like it. It doesn't matter if a game is executed perfectly on the side of the employees. The 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 if just because it's perfect doesn't mean people are going to like it and they're going to buy it and it's going to be successful. So there's there's two sides to it, and he's generalizing it and then jumping to a specific issue about Age of Conan and the combat animation and saying that that's somehow analogous to the layoffs at Mythic. It's just oh, a yeah, that's a bad bit of a... string of logic. Yeah. And then the whole wrapping it into the whole, and I'm hardcore. You know, you should see, you should know what the hell you're getting into. And you I, share responsibility for the failure of a product completely. Well, no, I'm sorry, you don't. You don't. You do not share. Every single part of the corporate machine does not share the responsibility for the corporation's failure. Yeah, there are areas within the corporation that are exceptionally successful and good. But if you have a bad business model or if you have, you know, CEOs or corporate leadership that are not taking the company in the right direction, as we're seeing with all the major markets in the States here, where yeah. people are, pe- CEOs are basically in it for five years, not for the long haul. Yep. Then it doesn't matter if you were the best sysadmin ever or the, the greatest executive assistant of all time, mm-hmm. you know. And you certainly don't share the blame, I don't believe. So, I'm sorry, I disagree. Dickie, oh, I'm not sorry, but I disagree. Dickie, because, uh, Dickie from RainbowMMO.com has a response to what Walden said. Uh, he says, let's see here. As he states in a post that uh, layoffs are ultimately the employee's fault, if only every single employee had just tried just a little bit harder, they would have been able to produce the perfect game and wooed the hordes away from Blizzard's monolith. Not only is this a bad assessment of the reality of the business world today, it betrays a lack of understanding of economic forces. Many times a product can be performing above expectations year to year, yet margins fall due to complications in the market. Rising fuel over the last summer would be an excellent example, causing astronomic rises in shipping costs. When that happens, when margins shrink, that's when layoffs occur. Uh... Only when products fail are, spe- are specific people fired for their ineptitude. Looking at EA's announcement, this was an across-the-board layoff. There was no blame and no punishment doled out, just a sad reduction in the headcount in an attempt to pad their margins. Ultimately, it does come down to leadership, though, Tobald, not, uh, leadership, though, Tobald, not the individual CSR. It is the leader's responsibility to recognize weakness and either improve performance or manage out, a.k.a. fire, the problem. If a leader fails to do that, then the leader needs to be replaced, not the underling. But in the case of uh, Mythic, these layoffs were not due to any specific game failure, as you assume. These were due to overall company performance for 2008 and expected performance for 2009. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's 
I, I totally agree with that. I mean, it's not anything that any group of individuals did at the company that probably caused this, and, and it's just a, it's just one of those unfortunate freaking facts of life right now. Yeah. That, yeah, we have to find some way to trim the fat around the company, and this is how we're going to do it, and these are the people who are going to get let go. Especially for publicly owned companies like Electronic Arts that have to answer to their shareholders who are not gamers, who are not developers, but are interested only in the bottom line and yearly performance. That's right. Yeah. They could care less who yeah. Mythic is or what it's just about Dark the investment. Age of Camelot was. Yeah, I don't know. It's just it's That's a, a pretty good response, I would say. Yeah, I, I like sure that, that response. Will be ignored wholeheartedly by Tobol. <laughs> it's a pretty any, brutal any environment we've ever had was <laughs> out there, and and it's unfortunate that this had to happen. I, I don't know. Yeah, I just the best you can do is wish the best for those folks who are out of a job. And mm-hmm. Hope that something even better comes up for them. But this wasn't the only thing in the blogosphere area, was it? Oh, we have a few just minor little tidbits. This one kind of cracked me up. Uh, Kyle Horner uh, from Massively.com. Uh, it's titled, uh, Coke Super Bowl ad, Skid a Life, Buy a Soda, Nerds. <laughs> What's apparently a sign of social ineptitude? Play online games, at least according to the Coca-Cola company, who last Sunday ran an Avatar-themed advertisement that carried with it a strong message Stop wasting your life with online games and drink our acidic sugar-infused soda instead. And if you've seen this commercial, there's, like, nothing there that you can construe as being, like, saying anything like that. No. It's just, it's just a stupid take Somebody on... projecting their insecurities. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, essentially. It's just a bunch of... They, they tie in a bunch of online avatars, and, and they tie it into a Coke commercial. It's that simple. Yeah, just somebody... There's no hidden meaning there. Or is it, Jason? Or is it? it? Drink more Coke. Why am I drinking Coca-Cola all of a sudden? Mm. Oh my God, he's rubbing it all over himself. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's disturbing. Set him a fire, would you, someone? (laughs) Anyway, it it just caught that. So obviously it, it created some kind of rage. And a lot of readers took him to task about it. He said, Jesus... Neither one is nearly as offensive as you're taking it. I certainly didn't get the message you got from the first commercial. It was more of a, with so many people involved in online gaming, we get a little out of sync with personal touch, and honestly, that's not wrong. The commercial is a bit extreme, but it's a Coke commercial. What do you expect? (laughs) Yeah, not to mention it's 30 seconds. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's just funny. It just cracks me up. Anyway, that's all. I I just wanted to point that out. That was like one of those brief little nerd rage moments, which they took something totally and went, Oh my God, you're totally saying that we're a bunch of nerds. Don't there go out. There is a more direct insult. Well, still roundabout via Michael can't stop getting my name into the games press, Pactor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I read so many stories that have freaking Michael Pactor of Wedbush, Wedbush Morgan. He's a financial analyst, and apparently he's the only analyst, really, that ever talks about video game analysis and business performance. And so he had a little comment in a Reuters article. And the Reuters article's point was mostly that 
MMOs, particularly free-to-play MMOs, can benefit in an economic downturn because people who are fans of those games have more time to play those games when they don't have to go to work on a regular basis. So MMOs, and especially free MMOs, can benefit from a bad economy. And we've been hearing about this for months, that video games are a recession-proof industry. People aren't spending as much discretionary income on other things, so they're like, well, I'm going to have to stay at home. I'm going to buy a video game. Well, MMOs apparently are the golden cow of being recession-proof. Cash cow. Yes. Uh, see, it's funny, because this is the same guy who's, who, who said that he didn't think that there are 4 million, million people in the world who really want to play online games every month back Oops. in 2005. In 2005, but in 2009, he says, I don't think that MMOs get impacted at all, because people who play them are addicts. Losing their jobs makes them more likely to play because they have more time to play. Nerds! Addicts! <laughs> Addicts! Some of the earth. Actually, you know, I would, I'm not going to side with them, but case in point, Noah and I worked with a, a porn <laughs> addict, and yes, he, um, he actually, what happened to him is he had been laid off for a, quite a while during good economic times, go figure, yeah. and he, um, what he used to do is play, I forget, some game all day. It wasn't an MMO, but it was like an RPG and then when his wife would get home, he would, like, manufacture these stories of companies he had applied to. But he wasn't really applying <laughs> because he didn't want to go back to work because he was having so much fun being unemployed and playing his games. Yeah. And, he would, and so he would always just do the bare minimum. But unfortunately for him, he went to a church with a guy who got promoted to a job who offered him a job in front of his wife, so he had to take it. <laughs> we've worked with some real gems we Mark. have oh man yeah, that was, that was that's awesome though. yeah that's G-E-M I don't know I don't entirely disagree with just that statement in itself though I mean yeah I think that there are quite a few MMO addicts out there and getting laid off from their job it's not going to impact their game playing it's a blessing to them they're like dude this will just free me up so I could do some more raiding yeah I, I, seri- I seriously think that a lot of people think that way. But the way that Pactor puts it is almost this snobby elitist take where he makes a blanket statement that MMO players as a whole are addicts. And I, well, I definitely think that MMOs are very are a great thing for people who have addictive personalities and like to get addicted to things. Well, it's better than meth. Yeah, better for <laughs> I I think... <laughs> Making that better for you than that, snobby, yeah. snotty comment that all MMOs are are addicts, which generally has a negative connotation. Yeah, it's typically, just really scummy of him to say that. And of course, that's exactly what all the blogs left upon. Oh yeah, that specific soundbite. You are an addict. <laughs> you are a junkie shooting up with your MMO. <laughs> Hope you like it while you're out of a job. You big oh, loser. Yeah. But it's still never as good as the first time I played WoW. Oh. <laughs> I need a new MMO to play. <laughs> this one came from a wall of text. The first 30 days were free. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Patcher just bent over and spoke from his ass right there. This is a blanket statement of idiocy, period. Yes, there are people who are addicted to MMORPG games. No, not all of the people who play them are addicts, as he infers with that asinine blanket statement. While as many as 10% may exhibit signs of addiction, 90% of compulsive gamers are not addicts. 
Such generalizations are inaccurate and display very poor judgment, and this from an analyst who is paid to give solid advice to people. Because I don't know about you, but losing my job makes me get the hell out of my house and interview with anyone who will listen to me. <laughs> I've been laid off before. I didn't play more MMO, MMO games before because I had more time. I cut my subscriptions to trim the fat off my budget since gaming is a luxury expense. Apparently I'm the only one, according to Mr. Patcher, since everyone else just stays at home and logs into their favorite <laughs> MMO, Bills Be Damned. <laughs> Bills Be Damned! I'm playing WoW. I love that That's place. right. I'm going to get to level 80. <laughs> <laughs> then, before my wife gets home and makes me go back to work. <laughs> Uh, wow. Yeah, I, I kind of liked that little response there. It's just, I mean, part of it, like like I said, part of that statement I can't really argue with because I do believe that there, there are quite a few people out there who... Well, yeah, for sure. ...who will totally jump at the chance to be like, yeah, sure, I'll just play some more MMOs. Why not? Yeah. Got the time. Until I run out of money. <laughs> Until I run out of money, and then I'll go get a job so I can yeah. play MMOs again. Yeah, then yeah. I can play more... <laughs> Epic fail economy. Epic fail. Yeah. Extra park. Yeah. What's that noise? Oh. No. <laughs> Somebody end it. Please, God. Thank you for listening to Channel Massive. Yeah, I gotta get off this. I gotta go su- sustain my addiction. Uh, yeah. Me too. Need to. I need my fix. I need to write my letter of resignation, and then <laughs> after that, it's all oh, wow, baby. I've got this great new plan. It's my new life. My new life. I'm turning over a new leaf. It's my resolution for 2009 to my abandon. My plan is to play enough wow to make enough gold to sell to pay for the <laughs> my family. Maybe I'll even get some sex out of it so I can get oh, my mount. I can sign it. <laughs> <laughs> Here I come. Here I come, you pesky blood elves. <laughs> Listeners, fellow addicts, so tell us what you sex think. Sex addicts. Send us emails to mail at channelmassive.com. Send us Skype voicemails to channel.massive.skype. Or, as always, you can leave us comments over at channelmassive.com. But we like material to work with on the show as well. So be on episode 79 and send us an email or an audio recording. Mark loves those. Uh, Og Vorbis. No, I'm just joking. MP3, please. You know, I think ever Wait. since we really started hardly requesting Og Vorbis, we haven't gotten audio submissions. Maybe that's the technology is stymied yeah. our vocalizers. I think so. I think they're like, damn, they could <laughs> handle that. How or- do they do Og that? Vorbis. How they? So you could do MP3s. So we'll be happy with that. Yeah, too. that'll work just fine. <laughs> no fancy editing needed. Whatever you want to do. And someday we'll you. get our damn phone number working, and then you can just call with your phone. On, um, Noah. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So, write us. <laughs> write us. Thank you. Talk to us. Please. Thank you. Come again. <laughs>